Tyler Toffoli had high praise for Jack Hughes. And also, how will he help on the Devils power play? In fact, let's talk about the Devils power play in general because they have a lot of talent on this roster. There's a lot to break down in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential MIA member, Trey Matthews. In today's episode, in the first segment, we're going to talk about the Devils' new and hopefully improved power play with Travis Green at the helm because Amanda Stein, the team reporter for the Devils, put out something interesting on the X app, and I felt as though it was important enough to discuss in the next episode. Then in the second segment, we're going to talk about Luke Hughes and his injury situation because he did not participate in Prospects Challenge, he did not participate in training camp, and he did not suit up in either of the first preseason games against the Montreal Canadiens and the Philadelphia Flyers, but he is back to skating once more. And then in the third and final segment, Tyler Toffoli had some high praise for Jack Hughes. In fact, it was such high praise from someone who's been on a Stanley Cup winning team before that I think I need to discuss it in this episode because that could be a big confidence booster for Jack in order for him to transition from Devil Superstar to NHL Superstar. So that's going to be in the third and final segment. But let's talk about the Devil's power play. Now, in regards to the power play, I've been discussing the Devil's' talent and how I feel as though they definitely should be a top five or a top 10 power play team. Now, there's been a phrase I've been saying a lot during the summer. I'm not going to repeat it because I'm sure some of my avid listeners are getting a little fed up with me saying it so often, but it's so true, which is Devils have a lot of talent, so I think they should be one of the top power play teams in the NHL. No ands, ifs, or buts about it because you have some key assets that can definitely help you in that regards. Now, courtesy of Amanda Stein, she put out on the X app saying, Travis Green takes no prisoners while running Devils power play practice. It's intense, it's precise, it's fast. Now, as you guys know, Travis Green has filled the role that Andrew Burnett had last season with the Devils, in which he is now the associate head coach for the Devils, and he's in charge of the power play unit. So I'm not going to sit up here and speculate and decipher what Burnett did or didn't do, because realistically, I don't really know. But the fact that Amanda put that tweet out there I think it really says something about what Green has been doing lately. It might be a little different. He's changing the dynamic of this team, and we're going to hear a soundbite a little later in this segment, but I'm just glad that Green is taking action to try to improve the power play. Now, before I give my thoughts regarding what went wrong for the Devils last year on the power play, let's look at some of the talent that the Devils have on their roster and what's projected to be rolled out there come opening night. So according to Daily Faceoff, on the first power play unit, you have players like Timo Meyer, Nico Heischer, Jesper Bratt, Dougie Hamilton, 
and Jack Hughes. And then on the second power play unit, you got Tyler Toffoli, Dawson Mercer, Alexander Holtz, Luke Hughes, and Andre Palat. So when looking at the first power play unit for the Devils, Keisher, Hamilton, and Hughes are three of the top 50 players in the entire league. So that's all that should say something about the Devils' talent on the man advantage. Then you got a solid contributor in Jesper Bratt, which let's face it, if Jesper is not scoring, he's not really effective out there. I discussed it early on in the summer. Hopefully, Bratt adds a little bit more to his game, but nonetheless, he's a solid contributor. He uh, it consistently can put up 70 or so points. So there's another asset on the first power play unit for Devils. And I think the biggest component, the biggest X factor is Timo Meyer because prior to the trade deadline, the Devils were a below average power play team. They were in the 18th position at one point, but then when Timo Meyer is added to the roster and come the end of the year, the Devils jumped from 18th to 13th. So Meyer played a huge factor in that because Meyer is a big body. He's very physical. He plays in front of net. He can sort of be a, a little bit of a bully out there. So I think that's what really helped the Devils because at times they were a little too soft. But before I get my thoughts on that, let's look at the second power play unit because that's also going to be critical for the Devils because I think one of the main complaints that a lot of people had for the Devils power play last year was that they were a little too top heavy. So some of my key contributors that I want to see from, from the second power play unit is obviously Tyler Toffoli if he is going to be on the second unit for the Devils because Toffoli, he had a career year with the Calgary Flames last year. He's been around the block a few times. He's won a Stanley Cup before. So I think he could be a huge add for the Devils and they just add more weapons while on the man advantage. But I think the main player that can drive the engine for the Devils is Dawson Mercer because we saw Mercer have a big surge in his game last year and he put up very good power play numbers. So I think Mercer is definitely going to be one of the go-to guys for the Devils and he's got to try to convert on his chances. But a player that I think I'm really the most excited for is Luke Hughes because he's going to be given a boatload of opportunities to try to score as a defenseman for the Devils. He's in the right system. Everyone knows what he can bring to the table. And I said uh, a few episodes ago that Luke Hughes can give Connor Bedard a run for his money, depending on how the season goes on his end. Now, my thing is, is like if Luke Hughes is able to have a big role in the power play, and if he's able to help lift that second power play unit for the Devils, I'm really excited for it. So that's just the talent that the Devils have on this roster to try to contribute to their power play. Now, what went wrong in my eyes? And keep in mind, I'm not a coach. I'm not a GM. This is just my two-cent opinion from up in the press box or in the stands or just watching on, on my TV. It's evident that the Devils love to play fast. In fact, I think they were one of the top teams in the NHL for converting goals on the rush. They love to play that East-West style type of hockey. But when you go on to the power play, the game kind of slows down, if that makes sense. Because I saw the Devils passing the puck a lot, but they could never collapse the defense. When the game slows down for the Devils, they kind of struggle in that regards. And I saw that in the first few games against the New York Rangers because the Devils weren't getting out and running and they were being smothered at times. You saw that also in the second series against the Carolina Hurricanes because how did the Hurricanes defuse the attack attempts from the Devils? They would just play physical so the Devils couldn't set up shop and the Devils weren't fundamentally good enough 
to try to uh, just break free. So I think when the game slowed down for the Devils last year, when they couldn't play their brand of hockey, they were very vulnerable. And that could be the case for any other team. But when a team is on the penalty kill, their main priority, it depends on the team. It depends on the repertoire. It depends on the players. They're not really looking for the shorthanded goal. That's more of creative via opportunities. They're trying to collect the puck and blast it down to the other side of the rink to kill some time so that way uh, the player who's in the penalty box can get back into the game a little quicker and you take some of the pressure off your netminder. So when the game slows down for the Devils, when they're not playing fast, when they're not on the rush, when they're not on those open breakaways, they're very vulnerable. And while you're on the power play, I think that was quite evident for the Devils because all they did, at least at the beginning of the year, they passed the puck around a lot and they could never find those openings that they really liked. So I, I, what I like from Travis Green and what Amanda is alluding to is that uh, he's playing a an intense, fast-style type of hockey in terms of just trying to coach the power play, and I think that's going to be critical for the Devils. How do you keep the momentum up, but at the same time, in a situation where the game kind of slows down while you're on the man advantage? And another thing that I think we need to add in is that the Devils were very soft last year. They needed more physicality. That's why they added Timo Meyer. So that's just my two-cent opinion. That's just what I noticed. And obviously, people might have their difference of opinions. But based on just what I saw, the game kind of slowed down for the Devils when they were on the man advantage and they weren't playing their normal style of hockey. And like I said, I'm not a coach. I'm not a GM. That's just how I felt. But let's hear what Travis Green had to say. When Amanda Stein asked him, like, what's he doing in terms of being a power play coach for Devils? What's his game plan? Here's what he had to say. Getting that power play up to where it needs to be. There are so many weapons that you have to work with. What have you seen from looking at video from last year and maybe things that you're thinking about implementing to, to help bring it up? Well, I think there's little tweaks that we can do to improve it. I thought they took a jump last year and, and you know, there's not when you're talking about a percent or two, what it changes in, in your ranking is not a big deal. Uh, but also being able to score when it really matters is a big part of the power play. And I think with the youth of our group, uh, just continuing to work and teach uh, a power play is something that I think as you're in the league longer, you learn a lot more about the player, uh, the power play. And, I, and we've added some players that are going to help as well. And, and uh, you know, not just the first unit, but the second unit as well. I just want to say I'm really excited to see what Travis Green can do. I remember uh, talking to him over the summer about like, What's his game plan? He was still trying to figure it out because he was still relatively new to the organization. But now that he's been given time, now that he has a full gauge of who's going to be on the roster, uh, the player's strengths and weaknesses, I think he's ready to take this team to the next level. And I'm really excited for it. So we'll see what happens. But like I said, Devils have a lot of talent on this roster, including when they're on the power play. So expect a new and hopefully improved power play for the devils i'm really looking forward to it now before we continue with today's episode are you guys getting hungry because i'm getting a little hungry so let me tell you about doordash an og sponsor of the locked on podcast network i haven't seen them since my first year of covering the devils for locked on so it's great to have them back but need fresh groceries for the week but don't have the time to go to the store try grocery delivery from doordash you'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. So you've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant's favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered 
or they'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries, just like you pick them up for yourself. So want even more value, then you can save all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a door pass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app and best in-class customer service, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use the code LOCKED at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's $50 off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKED. Don't forget, that's LOCKED for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Okay, so let's talk about Luke Hughes and his ongoing of nagging injuries, if you would, but it's nothing serious. Don't worry. So according to Ryan Novozinski of NJ.com, he tweeted this out on September 21st. He said, Luke Hughes was not a full participant at camp. Devils anticipate he'll play in preseason. Then the very next day on September 22nd, Novo said, Luke Hughes won't skate today. He worked out off the ice and will skate tomorrow. No setbacks. Then on September 23rd, in order to promote his article, Novo also said, Luke Hughes progressing in his plan, no setbacks. So what's been going on with Luke Hughes? Well, according to himself, Luke has just been dealing with some soreness and the Devils are just using it as precautionary reasons. So I'm glad that they're taking the initiative to make sure that he's all right, 100% go to, to start the season. And I'm sure you don't want to just hear my thoughts on it. Here's what Luke had to say when talking to the media shortly after a recent Devils practice. Just, just soreness, nothing, nothing crazy. Um, you know, just more of a precaution type thing. So, and Fitzgerald said that you, you know, you're on kind of a plan for this training camp. Um, do you intend to play in a preseason game either tomorrow in MSG? What's the plan? Yeah, I mean, um, I think you know, the, uh, the, I think the, the medical staff and um, you know the coaching staff are, have done a really good job, you know, handling me in. Um, you know, I think I'm good to go. And, um, so I don't know who's playing tomorrow or, or whatever's going on, but, you know, I'm ready to play. Once again, I'm glad that the Devils are taking precautionary uh, measures in regards to Luke Hughes' uh, injury or just, like, soreness, and it's mostly just rest precautions because at the same time, preseason is a good uh, opportunity for players like Luke to try to dust off the cobwebs, get accustomed to the system, try to get readjusted to the fast-paced NHL style. But he's been there before, and uh, the last year and a half, I think it's safe to say it's been a busy one for Luke because he's participated internationally, he's participated collegiately, and now he's at the NHL level. And I said one of the X factors for Luke, how is he going to deal with wear and tear? Because he is going to hit a wall projected at around the halfway point because – the NHL, it's not like collegiate, and it's a little different from international-style play. That's why a lot of guys who are drafted from Europe come and play in the AHL, and they're trying to get accustomed to North American-style hockey. Case in point, Shimon Metz. But for, for Luke, it's just like that's my big X factor for him. That's my only concern. Like when he hits that wall, how's he going to break through it? So we need them fully healthy. And every young player deals with it at some point, some longer than others, some shorter than others. But there's a time where like a rookie might just go on a cold streak for a few games. But 
the good ones are able to break through it rather quickly. So that's just my X factor for Luke Hughes. Hopefully it's nothing serious, but and hopefully this is not a, a clear indicator for what's to come. But ultimately, wear and tear, that's just my main concern for Luke Hughes. But since the Devils are taking the right measures to make sure he's 100% to go at the start of the regular season, I'm all for it. But I hope he does participate in a few preseason games. It looks like that's the route that's going to be taken. But I'm just glad that uh, everything is good. Nothing serious, no setbacks, nothing like that. Now, let's talk about Luke Hughes and how he wants to fit into the system. Here's what he had to say to the media shortly after the same practice. Uh, pretty comfortable right now, I think. Um, you know, coming in, like I, like I was on the team, but like I, like I, I didn't play the season. I played two games in the regular season. So, um, you know, it was a pretty late addition. And, um, you know, the guys were unbelievable to me in playoffs, um, you know, bringing me along and, um, you know, teaching me things and just, you know, making me feel part of the group. And um, now, you know, I'm, I would say I'm like – in, in the group, you know, so, um, you know, it's a little different. Um, you know, I think I'm really excited. I think the team's really excited. Um, yeah. I think for Luke, and I talked about it a few episodes ago, he really worked out his kinks defensively because that was one of the main issues that scouts had when he was first drafted, which was his offense is good, but he gets a little too jumpy on the defensive side of things, puts him out of position, and that puts his team into a vulnerable position. But I saw it in the couple regular season games he appeared in and also the few playoff games he appeared in in round two against the Hurricanes. He was really holding his own defensively, and he only made like a few mistakes, nothing major. But at the same time, it's just like I think Luke is definitely going to be primed to have a very good season, and I'm glad that he's getting the rest he needs, and hopefully he's fully recovered. And I don't see much issue of him fitting in. I think he's going to fit in like a glove like he did the final two regular season games because he had one of the biggest goals of the season, getting that OT game-winning goal in game 82 that solidified the Devils franchise record. He stepped up his game big time against the Hurricanes. He was definitely a spark plug as to why the Devils were able to get one win in round two. But at the end of the day, I think he's going to fit in just fine. I, I loved his analogy saying like, he, he feels like uh, he can now sit at the cool kids table or something like that. But I think Luke is going to be an exciting player. And I think he's worked out all of his kinks. But let's see how he can do in preseason because he's definitely going to need those reps. But at the same time, guys, if you're wondering what's happened to Luke Hughes, that's the best update I could give you. And uh, nothing serious, no setbacks, just soreness for the most part. Okay, I want to play you guys a soundbite from Tyler Toffoli shortly after a Devils practice. Check it out. I mean, obviously, you saw some of the stuff that he was doing out there, and you've been, you've been seeing it for a few years now. Um, but, yeah, no, he's definitely one of the most skilled, if not the most skilled guys guy I've ever played with. And um, I'd like to say I've played with some, some, pretty, some pretty good players uh, throughout my career. So, and that's obviously no, no offense to them. But uh, some of the, stif- the stuff that he does on the ice is, is impressive. And um, the way he competes and, and everything and, and demands the pocket, uh, it's pretty special. Wow. What high praise from Tyler Toffoli because this is a guy that's won a Stanley Cup with the LA Kings back in 2014. In fact, I made a list of notable players he has played with. So he's played with Anze Kopitar, Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes, Jackin, Luke's older brother, Johnny Goodrow, Matthew Kachuk, Cole Caulfield, Jack's buddy, Joel Emmonson, Drew Doughty, 
and the list goes on. Thomas Tatar, while Tatar was with the Canadians, just a little bit of a joke. I know I'm missing a few players, but those are just some of the players that came to mind. So Tyler Toffoli has played with a lot of talented players. Now, the, the 2014 Kings team was a little different than most Stanley Cup winning teams because I think their main emphasis was defense because Cam Danico said it was sort of the same circumstance in 2012, which was the, the Kings weren't really a high-octane offensive group they focus more on defense but and the same could be said in 2014 because Kopitar was their leading scorer but he had only like 70 or so points but um digressing a little bit Tyler Toffoli still played with a few talented players on that Kings roster he's played with the Montreal Canadiens he's played with the Calgary Flames and had a career year so he's been around the block a few times and Matthew Kachuk was a finalist for the Hart Trophy and help wield a wild card Florida Panthers team to the Stanley Cup final. And Johnny Goodrow is now in uh, the, the, the Columbus Blue Jackets organization, which uh, is not really off to a good start to their season, but that's neither here or there. But the point is, Tyler Toffoli has played with a lot of talented players. And the fact that he says that Jack is probably one of the most skilled players he's play- he has uh, played with so far, and the regular season hasn't even begun yet, that's high praise. And, and you know what? That's a huge confidence booster for someone like Jack Hughes because let's relate it to another interesting dynamic relationship. And that was Hughes and Eric Halla. So I've had the chance to speak with both Jack and, and Halla during exit interviews, and they both had a high level of respect for one another. So when I mentioned to Eric saying that Lindy was, said that you were one of the reasons why Jack had a big year, Halla got somewhat emotional talking about Jack. And he was like, he's so talented. He doesn't need any help. But if I did help him in any other way, that's that's amazing. So I'm paraphrasing, of course. But the fact that Hala just acknowledged Jack's talent and was honored just to be uh, mentioned that he helped in his development, I think that gave a boost of confidence for someone like Jack because you need that support system. Because for Eric, he kind of took some of the burden off of Jack's shoulders He sacrificed a lot in order for Jack to thrive. And Jack saw that and reciprocated that by saying the Devils needed to re-sign Hala and that he was a huge fan of Hala's presence and his leadership. So it's nice to see that dynamic pan out once more, this time with Toffoli and Jack. And once again, the fact that Tyler has won a Stanley Cup before, the fact that he's played with a lot of talented players, I think, once again, that's going to be a huge confidence booster for someone like Jack because you need to tell your young and upcoming superstars that you are good. You are damn good. So go out there and show it and I'll, and I'll help you any way I can. So I don't expect for Tyler to have the career year that he had with the Calgary flames, because there's a lot of talented players on this roster, but I do not doubt for a second that he's going to have a big role with the devils. He's going to be a huge asset on this devil's roster in more ways than one. And part of it is just being that leader in the locker room and helping someone like Jack develop even further. Because I talked about in a recent episode, it's time for Jack to transition from devil superstar to NHL superstar. So that way he can become a finalist for the Hart Trophy or possibly win it in the near future. So once again, I'm glad to hear that from Tyler Toffoli. And I'm glad that that can definitely be a booster for Jack Hughes' confidence because we've already seen it work out really well. And that was with Eric Halla and Jack Hughes. 
So let me know what you guys think in the comment section if you're watching on YouTube. Do you think the power play is going to improve for the Devils? What did you think of Tyler Toffoli's comments? And also, what are your expectations for Luke Hughes? If you're listening on podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal X page app at TreyMat4 or the show's X page app at Locked On Devils as Trey's episode. That's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.